The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. Coming up soon is Mr. Matt Morgan to give us his thoughts about where we are heading into WrestleMania and also the exclusive on what it was like to return as part of Impact Wrestling this past weekend. We're going to get into it and cover tonight's Monday Night Raw, the fallout from WWE Fastlane. Matt will be coming up in a little bit. But first, I want to let everyone know that this episode of the Wrestling Inc. podcast is brought to you by WWE Slam Crate, powered by Loot Crate. Tag into a bi-monthly box for the WWE Universe, loaded with exclusive and authentic collectibles, plus apparel you can't get anywhere else. Save $3 off your first box at LootCrate.com slash Wrestling Inc. when you sign up and use the coupon code Wrestling Inc. That's LootCrate.com slash Wrestling Inc. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. Mr. Raj Geary, how's it going tonight? Good, man. How about yourself? Doing well, man. Doing well. I say tonight, the Monday Night Raw was a bit of an improvement on Fastlane last night, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree too. I, I thought I thought like the first hour and fifteen minutes were great. Yeah, and then uh, after the Goldberg segment, I thought it kind of went downhill, and then you know they got it back at the end. So it, it was a good show. Yeah, I think there were definitely uh, some high points to the evening, and uh, man, it's all happening now. It felt strange to me this idea when we opened up the show and had Chris Jericho come out, then Kevin Owens, and lo and behold, this match we've heard for weeks now nay months was happening at wrestlemania for the u.s title mat uh title was made official we've heard uh, it was going to be kevin owens versus chris jericho for the united states championship at wrestlemania and tonight it's locked and loaded did this have any air of surprise for you or was it just kind of like well ticking a box we've heard it was happening it's happening well it makes sense you know yeah. so I, I think it would be stupid to switch gears and not do it so you know that's good that um that, that's good that they stuck with the plan. They've been building it for months. And yeah, it should it, you know, the fact that they are doing the match shouldn't, uh, it, it's not a surprise, but good. You know, sometimes you don't, you don't want things to be a surprise when you've been building a story for a long time. Well, and with this, you know, I think for me, this is the silver lining of what upset me. And I know a lot of the internet wrestling community last night at Fastlane with Owens, as long as he gets a good story out of it, I think that's really the, the upside to Goldberg coming back and him having the universal championship going into his match with uh, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. That being said, I thought it was very interesting tonight that we saw appearances so early on from Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe um, really setting up, you know, this, this uh, foursome we might see in the coming weeks building up to WrestleMania. And I thought it was even more surprising that instead of a tag match, which seemed like the natural progression from that segment, we had one-on-one -on -one versus Kevin Owens uh, and Sami Zayn. But before we talk about that, what do you make? What, what did you think of Kevin Owens saying to Chris Jericho, you were never my best friend? Sami Zayn was truly my best friend once, and I betrayed him, but you were just a useful tool. I thought it was great. I thought this whole opening promo, it made sense. It didn't defy logic. Um, Jericho making those subtle changes to, to being a babyface now. Uh, so I, I thought it was really good. I thought Owens, his promo, I mean, it, it all made sense. It, 
it 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 stuck with the storyline. It wasn't far fetched. It wasn't one of those I just did it to get noticed type of deal. It had a it had a good storyline explanation. I thought, and I thought Owens was re- really strong with this promo. So I really liked it. I thought it was good, and I have to say, love Jericho. All it took was a couple weeks off TV and just came back as as a completely overface. The crowd feeling complete sympathy for him, and uh, just nicely putting putting all the pieces in place for what should be a great WrestleMania match. Yeah, absolutely. So what'd you think of Owens versus Zayn tonight? Now I know, you know, I feel like I should almost recuse myself from commenting on this segment. Uh, I will say that, you know, not in their top five in the WWE, but serviceable. And I like that Owens gave Zayn such a beatdown there to sort of reassert his dominance in the ring. Yeah, I mean, I, I like, like you, I think like most people, we thought it was heading to a tag match with, I thought, you know, that sounded kind of more interesting than, you know, Sammy and, and Kevin Owens for the 90th time in the last year. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, Owens got the pin clean, two pop-up power bombs. Uh, you know, it was a good way to rehab him. But Sammy needs to get in a feud where he can get back on the winning track because he's been losing a lot lately. I mean, he's lost all his major feuds uh, for a while. So, I don't know, maybe Rusev. Rusev's kind of on the, the downswing right now. So, and that's someone you could give to Sammy to get him back on the winning track. But uh, the, the match itself, I just, I just have a hard time caring now because I've seen it so much, but mm-hmm. it, was, it was still good. Yeah, I would have really liked to have seen that tag match. I'm sure we will get that tag match in the weeks ahead. It's still, you know, got a couple Raws between now and Mania. What do you think they're going to do with Samoa Joe at WrestleMania? Do you think it will be Sami Zayn or do you think they'll have someone bigger for him? I don't think he'll have a match at WrestleMania. Really? Yeah, I think... I think he'll be involved with the triple h uh, seth rollins thing so um that's that's kind of what i'm guessing like i said they're they're adding this tag match to wrestlemania there's just not many spots so uh and they've, they've already got a ton of matches in the works so you know and, and most of those are in motion yeah amazing they're adding that tag match the least necessary tag team match perhaps of the entire, I mean, the least necessary match, perhaps, of the entire card. I think even less necessary than Shaq versus Big Show if that ends up happening. I just, we'll talk about it when we get there, but man, like, I just, someone new, please. I, I'm tired of seeing Cesaro, Sheamus, Gallows and Anderson, and Enzo and Cass in segments together. Yeah, but that's, that's all they got. Where's the golden yeah. truth? That would yeah. be a refreshing change of pace at this point. I don't agree. <laughs> really? You'd just rather watch, just drive it into the ground more and more. No, I'd rather have someone new in, but if well, you're going to go with the tag teams you're working with, these are the, the three, uh, not necessarily the best, because realistically, the Shining Stars as wrestlers are better than Enzo and Cass. Uh, but, you know, Enzo and Cass are far more over and, and more interesting. So, um, but yeah, it looks like they're heading to a triple threat. I'm sure it'll be on the kickoff show. So it's, uh, you know... It is what it is. I'm sure the WrestleMania kickoff show will be two hours again. So that probably means three matches on the kickoff show, three or four. Well, they announced it 5, 5 p.m. Eastern start for the WrestleMania kickoff match. Okay. PM Eastern for the main card. So it's going to be long, long day. Right. <laughs> so that's, yeah. So two hours for the kickoff, four hours for the main show. Yeah, yeah. it's a long day. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be here, of course, to cover it after it's done. A whole week. Wanna, it's good. It's a long yeah. week. There's a lot of stuff going on. 
if you think Raj looks tired normally after a pay-per-view weekend, if you thought he looked tired after right. SummerSlam, see him at the end of WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. That's something else. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, so let's uh, talk about, you know, tonight with the Cruiserweights. Got to give it up. Neville versus Rich Swan. Um, really dug this match. The crowd seemed really into this match, even with the rope change out, and then having Austin Aries pop into the equation at the end. I mean, it looks like, like he's back. It looks like they're setting up him versus Neville potentially for mania. Uh, what did you think of the match between Neville and Swan? And what do you make about Aries getting back in the ring? I thought it was great. Neville again, uh, you know, with one of the highlights of the show, I thought the, the match was great. I thought Aries was great. Him talking about his package again, I thought was fantastic. I mean, he can get away with it. A lot of guys would do that and it would just be uh, annoying, but uh, he pulled it off. Great. Um, so I thought it was awesome. You know, sometimes you forget how awesome Neville has, what a great job he's done transforming into a heel. Because you look at him now and you can't picture him as a clean cut baby face. And he was that, you know, just not that long ago. So it's the beard, man, the beard made all the difference without the beard. He looks like a guy that should be the dungeon master of your Dungeons and Dragons game. Well, it's that and his facials like he has great facials and, and he doesn't uh, he doesn't crack like he doesn't ever give a, a nice smile. So, yeah, he always has that evil look on his face. So he's just done a he's just done a fantastic job. And then Aries with the his promo after that match, I think that was the best cruiserweight segment you know non-match uh since the cruiserweight division launched um so i thought this this whole thing was great yeah it was risky putting it on so early in the show especially in front of a chicago crowd where they were tonight uh and they were into it i mean austin aries got i mean that's the loudest i've heard a crowd chant for a cruiserweight since they've launched that division that i can that i can recall and I thought what came before that with uh, Rich Swan versus Neville, I thought that was a really solid match, really enjoyable. Um, nice back and forth. And yeah, Neville won the match and then confronted by Aries after, uh, well, interviewed by Aries after, turned into a confrontation. And uh, went from that into teasing Enzo and Big Cass, uh, their little backstage interaction with Cesaro and Sheamus. But before that, we had Goldberg come out to the ring and it all started. The CM Punk chance. Um, did you think it was interesting that Goldberg acknowledged it by going, yeah, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, well, I think he was just got a little lost and wasn't sure how to how to uh, end it. And I think they sent Paul Heyman out a little early because he seemed like he was rushed. Because uh, <laughs> Goldberg rushed was about out. to be like, nope, I, I see your point. I agree. <laughs> it's totally BS that I won last night. You know, it's yeah. like. Well, I don't think it was that. <laughs> I, I definitely don't think Goldberg <laughs> thinks that. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought uh, Heyman looked like he was rushed out. Um, I, I wonder if this was the moment where uh, the fans turn on Goldberg and it becomes a Roman Reigns kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, they weren't, they, they were booing him. It wasn't insane, but you know, he got a pop coming out, but once his music stopped, they were booing him. And so you're starting to see that resentment, uh, you know, move on to Goldberg. Granted they were in Chicago, which is, you know, uh, a smarky crowd. So, uh, we'll see if it carries over. Notoriously hostile crowd was how I would describe Chicago. Right. You know, they're like, uh, an angrier Philadelphia um yeah i I don't know i think uh interesting given what we saw last night to be in chicago tonight for uh raw yeah yeah so so we'll see because if if the fans turn on goldberg uh, as long as they're with lesnar their match will still work (laughs) but and and i'm sure i doubt they'll turn on lesnar so uh so it won't be a repeat of their wrestlemania 20 match yeah uh, 
but yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of reaction. I, my gut is that Goldberg will still be fine heading into Orlando. Well, so walk me through this again. I know we've discussed this multiple times. So are we going to get a real match? Will this be like the real match between Goldberg and Lesnar in WrestleMania? Like it'll go for maybe 10, 15 minutes. There'll be a little back and forth. I mean, do you think this is going to be like a real, oh, yeah. real match? So yeah, yeah. This, real yeah, this time. yeah, right. He'll have had six months at that point to get into fighting shape. Uh, so Lesnar, when it, he came their out, original Survivor yeah. Series match was supposed to be, you know, a lot longer than it was before Goldberg resigned. So yeah. Yeah, the, the plan was always to do a real match just once they switched that. Um, then they decided to go the way they did at Fastlane. Uh, but yeah, this will be, I mean, it's going to be the main event. It'll be, it'll be given time. I don't know how much time you want to give it. I, my guess, I'm guessing it'll probably, be, probably, probably like 10, 15 minutes. But, um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be a real thing. Unless something changes with Goldberg contractually, that this is the last uh, event on his deal. But yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept him around longer. So Lesnar came out tonight. There was a nice, uh, nice little face-off there. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, but Goldberg dropped on the mat tonight, I mean, for the first time by an opponent uh, in, in a decade, right? This yeah, is- it's the first time he's taken a bump since uh, Steve Austin stunned him at WrestleMania 20. Yeah, he looked a little winded from that. No, I think he was selling. And I, th- I thought he did, did a great job selling because you're not going to get winded from a F5. <laughs> so... Uh, you never know. Um, yeah, I just I think about the storytelling of this. And last night I was thinking about it a lot. And it's just you think back to those promos they were showing at Fastlane about that. I've got one more in me, right? The one more spear, one more jackhammer, one more championship run. And you think about all those stories, you know, that we see in the, I mean, I was talking about last night. I mean, think about Rocky Balboa, think about the movie The Wrestler, think about Logan in theaters this weekend and telling the story of an aging athlete and to have Goldberg come back and thus far appear unstoppable just like he did in his prime doesn't really sell this one more run idea to me well they're not selling him as an older guy and he doesn't look older um i mean except for his goatee if if he dyed his goatee he would look 10 years younger so that's that's not the story they're telling they're just telling a a a dominant guy who's coming back to be dominant again and and win the title (laughs) we don't see a lot of movies like that about a guy who is out of the game getting older and comes back and just kicks as much ass as he did when he was younger. Boom. Cut to credits. Film over. Wasn't that awesome? Huh? You know? It's not a story, it's, Raj. It's, it's not, not a movie. It, it, it is. Uh, well, it's, it's not a, necessarily a story. It's the box office. It's, it's getting the two biggest names in WWE, uh, arguably outside of Cena and undertaker, but to the casual fans, um, you know, Lesnar and Goldberg, they're up there and that's, to a person who does no who doesn't watch wrestling anymore, that's probably the most intriguing match for them. Yeah, I can see that. It is kind of weird though. It, I mean, it's tough to balance. I mean, this idea, and I think this is where the hardcore fans get irked about it because it's like we're we're supposed to get excited about a product that is catering to the people that tune in maybe once a year for stuff like this. And it's yeah, it's, no, I agree. I, I think it's a I think it's an ongoing problem that. You do that, you make it seem like these guys are the stars and the rest of the talent aren't. And so that's ultimately what fans start seeing. You know, you see how they react to The Undertaker. Um, you know, he gets the reaction of a big star. And there he is. Speaking of big stars, Mr. Matt Morgan, how's it going, sir? Hey, guys, how are you? Fresh off, uh, fresh off of uh, his return to Impact Wrestling. 
Yes, fresh, fresh off of it. <laughs> <laughs> how'd, that, how'd that go? I went really well, really well. Um, you know, three-year layover is a long layover, uh, layoff. Uh, but, uh, you know, I did the best I could, and it, it was a really cool experience, you know, the, the crowd to hear them miss you so much and stuff like that. Very, very cool uh, weekend altogether. Yeah, how did, how did it feel? Uh, how did it feel backstage after, how you know, the, with the new ownership and all the changes from last year? I mean, as far as the backstage the ownership felt normal, felt like it always did because Jeff had always predominantly been there and always had been a key figure when I had been there pretty much for the most part. Um, but uh, the difference was the guys. There's like so many different people. There's like, honestly, 60% of those people I don't even know. Um, but, um, you know, a bunch of young guys, newer guys or people that have never gotten an opportunity that are now getting it, um, you know, mix of that. And uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's an it's an all new Impact Wrestling. It's it's pretty. It starts this week, right? This Thursday. Yeah. Pretty much the new the new regime, and you'll be able to catch Matt back in the ring. So you know, start checking that out on on Pop. Yeah, and I got I still got to do the math as to which taping I'll be on. Um, I I don't even know myself. I believe it's April sixth. I know it's April something. That sounds right. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, because I think April sixth is the last one before before the next set. Or actually, you, I, I might be wrong. I think there might be one week and, and then they go to the next tapings. Um, yeah. But cool. Yeah. So you didn't get to catch Raw tonight, right? I, I, I caught it. I, I fell asleep. I, I off and on, I caught parts of it. So if I, I'll tell you if I did, if you guys are talking about something. <laughs> All right. And we'll, we'll, we'll kick it to you with uh, some of your thoughts on these WrestleMania matches that are, that are in the works. Uh, first, real quick, uh, Austin Aries and Neville, they started the, the build for that at WrestleMania. Saw yeah, saw that. Yeah, what, what were your thoughts on that? Um, well done. I thought once they – Chicago is such a hot crowd, especially for ROH guys and uh, smart, you know, that's like Smart Mark Central. Um, great, great, lively crowd though. I've always liked working in front of them. And I thought once Austin, they, he, he had them in the palm of his hand. I thought it was a little delayed. It kept going on a little bit too long for him finally to get that punchline of hitting him in the face. Everybody knew it was coming. Um, they could have gotten to it right, in my opinion, maybe two or three back and forths earlier, you know, to really capture it at its highest crescendo of reaction from that crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, but great. Um, I don't know how I feel about him being on 205 Live. We talked about he's a big star. He doesn't need to be on that show. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Matt, I'm really curious to get your take. What do you think about last night? The way I'm sure if you didn't get to watch it, I'm reading about it, and you know, not a lot to watch, but with Goldberg beating KO last night, and then what happens then on Raw with uh, him facing Don Brock? <sighs> I don't. I don't like. I don't, I don't think Kale should have lost the title. Brock versus Goldberg does not need a title stipulation. Yeah. You know, Godzilla versus King Kong doesn't need a heavyweight championship belt stipulation. So why should these two? Um, it let. It's. I don't want to say it let. Yeah, it does. It slightly lessens uh, Ko versus Jericho at Mania. I thought those two could use that title. Yeah. Well, ha, ha, did you did yeah. you see the the match or hear about? Uh, yeah, I came back last night. I was up to, I didn't sleep at all a wink last night. I was so jacked when my match still. I slept, I fell asleep at like 6 a.m. So, um, yeah, my adrenaline runs. I forgot about that part of this business. Is 
I always had such a hard time winding down after my stuff. And my match, I did an eight-man tag that was the main event. So we were at the very end of our tapings. So I didn't fall asleep like 6.15. And, uh, so I was able to watch that pay-per-view, like, I want to say even twice. <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts on how uh, Owens lost? It was creative how they went into it. I, I did say, if you guys remember, that Jericho will cost them this. It'll be a, it'll be a uh, for sure, um, screw job or something along those lines. But I don't know. I just don't. Again, we're seeing another younger star being treated lesser than, you know, a returning star from the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just don't like seeing that. I mean, to anyone's argument that like, well, look at the difference. But there, there's a shot between Goldberg and Kevin Owens in the ring together. And it, it, it is a huge difference between a, a jacked up pro athlete looking wrestler like Goldberg versus, you know, KO wearing his cut off sleeve T-shirt. I can understand that argument to a degree. I could. But that's the generation, that's the era we're in today. Those are the guys we're going with. So if those are the guys you're going with, here's your opportunity to put them over properly. If you're going to bring an old guy back, you got to. I just think you've got to get to the point where you put him over. Now, don't put him in this match at all because Goldberg cannot afford to lose. Don't get me wrong here. But um, I just don't like seeing you know the guy lose to and be treated lesser than these returning stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, that's kind of... Kind of what we've been saying, even though I, I, I pretty much expected that that's what would happen. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's why it's it's hard for them to get the new stars to be seen on at the same yeah. level as uh, the returning guys, and and this happens every year. Yep, they look like marks themselves with how they write for these guys when they return, and and if they're doing that, then why me as a fan should treat these new stars any differently? I should treat these returning stars like they're the second coming as well, because the writers are. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I like those. What did you make? Uh, we talked about it earlier, but the did you catch the first match tonight with just that quick uh, Owen Zane match and setting up what's going forward with Owens and Jericho? I didn't see the physicality with with Zane. I saw the pro- opening promo with Jericho and Ko coming out and cutting his promo. Um, I don't know. I thought Ko should have been a little bit hotter on the mic, but uh, I, I don't know. I thought it was it served its purpose. No. Yeah, definitely. I know we were saying we wished it was a tag tonight with uh joe and uh owens going up against zane and uh jericho it seemed like they were building towards that so strange to go to a singles match but i'm sure we will see that at some point in the next couple weeks yeah yeah um moving on to what happened after the goldberg segment tonight it was uh enzo and Cass versus gals and anderson um weird that they had a rematch after doing this last night but then getting cesaro and sheamus in the mix i mean I don't know, Raj. You were saying you just you just feel at this point, this is all they can do with it. I mean, Matt, I know you've talked about it before. What, they need the the revival or someone in here to to liven this up, don't you think? In the tag division. Yeah, I, I definitely think they need a lot to liven up that tag division. Um, this wasn't a match I was able to see. I'm I'm kind of happy I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, I thought this the show. Sure. I thought really this was the turning point where the show started going downhill until the <laughs> until the main event segment. It pretty much thought the first hour and fifteen was hot, and then uh, then this was just. But they've been doing the same formula with the tag teams. Uh, they don't bring in new tag teams before WrestleMania. It's just what they do. Um, and so yeah, we're we're kind of we're going to be stuck with another three way with. Uh, Three teams that aren't really all that hot right now. Yeah. Although Enzo and Cass, as much as people have been saying their shtick's getting old, Chicago seemed to love them tonight. 
they're hot until they start wrestling. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's always been the case. Right. It's so always been the case. That's yeah. an old adage we learned uh, back in like wrestling school is and then the bell rings. Yeah. Meaning you can do all these hijinks, you could be you do all these millions of different things, you could juggle friggin' midgets for all I care. But at the end of the day, the bell has to sound. And once it does, you gotta be able to do something in that ring to engage that audience. Yeah. And, well, and I'm not blaming this thing. Yeah. yeah, he does, and I'm not blaming them completely. I'm blaming, you know, the, how the, how they're being written for. Yeah. Right. What was that story uh, Enzo told? I think it was on Austin's podcast. I mean, Dusty, Enzo may have set a record for a new NXT trainee from entering NXT to appearing on TV. And the reason why was because it was like, hey, you can talk. And all you have to do is be able to get in the ring and take a beating. You know, it's like, we're just going to train you to that point. And I mean, he made it on TV, I think, uh, in like something like less than a year from his original signing. But he's been doing the same thing ever since. You know, yeah. you know he just well, has cast to bail him out. For the record, your boy here was only in OVW for eight months before I got called up to TV. Oh, well, with there you go. Experience. But I'll digress. You know, time. <laughs> but you wrestled before that, though, right? You didn't go for like... No. Really? No. Nothing in OVW? Up, I was topping up Matt Morgan. Who was on that show oh, that's like, right. That's right. Who yeah. was there for like, two minutes with a knee injury? And, and Enzo was in NXT for four years. Yeah, but I'm saying before he went to t before he was on TV on NXT. Oh, in NXT. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His NXT debut. Okay. Uh, Chris noted this on Twitter, but I don't think Cass ever starts the match for their team, right? It's always he Enzo. He should never, and I'll tell you that. The big man never starts a tag match. Right. But don't you think once in a while to mix it up? Uh, we had this situation with an eight-man tag this weekend. It was me, Chris Masters, Magnus. Who was the other one? Um, uh, Del Rio, right? Del Rio. So there's some tall, tall guys, actually. Del Rio is deceivingly tall, by the way. Um, yeah. And so, like, I was trying to, like, we're trying to figure out ways to, to, to get, get this match started. And it came up, and I was like, I'm the biggest on this team. There's no way I should, I should ever start off the match. Um, and that's generally the rule of thumb. Um, but to change things up, okay, if you're working the same tag team week after week, okay, yeah, maybe. And it would help if, uh, what's his name, Gallo started for his team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you generally want to hold the, – the big guy's got to be the anchor. He's got to be the hot tag. He's got to be the – if he's on the heel side, he's got to be the, the cutoff for the heat spot, generally. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had the backstage bit with Foley and Stephanie. Um, reading this, it really sounds like the segment went a lot differently, according to the Wrestling Inc. recap. Foley says in the meantime, he's going to try and have a nice day. Stephanie appears and says if Foley wants to have a nice day, he'll follow her back to her office. Really <laughs> reads a lot differently than that played out on TV. Um, but I thought that was interesting tonight with Steph coming back to, to sort of crack the whip, as it were, uh, teasing what would come later in the episode in the women's matchup. But we had Akira Tozawa versus Arya Davari. I have to say for this, it seemed you know, the crowd was decently into it. We did not have as much cruiserweight tune out fatigue tonight it seemed like chicago loves they love their wrestling they love yeah. their high i don't want to say flying but they love their uh what they consider high work rate style matches and for some reason smart marks think cruiserweights equal like high star rating matches and well-worked matches and whatnot so this is a spot to be in i think new york would be another area as well you know, they got so many cruiserweights. I feel like Arya Davari is on like every week. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm happy for him. <laughs> yeah, I, I like him, but he's he's always uh, kind of losing to somebody. But he gets a lot of TV time. 
Um, Tazawa, you know, his his ger snap German is a cool looking move, but I just don't buy it as a finisher. I don't know. Neither do I. Yeah, uh, crowd though seemed pretty hyped for the whole thing, which was good. And um, I'm sorry, man. Be, just keep going. I don't want to keep beating this to death, but Chicago is an extra, extra loud, lively yes. crowd. Uh, until until we get to that Sasha Bailey match, yeah. <laughs> they were not loud at all. Um, one of the matches I fell asleep towards. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh wait, you didn't myself. not off during the, our next match, the Shining Stars versus the New Day. Oh, I take that back. I didn't see that, so I must have. <laughs> I, th I think you know if someone got up to go to the bathroom, they missed that one. Um, yeah, not. Oh, it happened. New Day confirmed about uh, more about the ice cream. Yada yada yada. Shining Stars come to Puerto Rico. Pin. New Day wins. And then we had Women's History Month. Uh, I got to say, Biggie, yeah. him tonguing that cart is disturbing. You know, that, that he's got to drop that. That's, what is um, he doing? He's like making out with the, the little ice cream cart that they bring oh, out. Yeah. So much of what Biggie does is like just overtly, you know, going for that reaction, it seems like. I know the face you're talking about, too. It's yeah, that's that's really weird dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, it's it's something else. Um, after that match, yeah, we had the Women's History Month package for Trish Stratus and Lita. Came back from that. So isn't Women's History yeah. Month recognized like one week in March? Isn't there something weird like that? How would it be a month then? I don't know. They call it, let me let me look that up. But I think it's, they call it Women's History Month, but they only recognize it. Um, like they only <laughs> celebrate it. The intro week. said throughout the month of March. I think they're going to do this all throughout March. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. All right. I think I'm probably wrong on that. And okay. they've got they've got these video packages done already, Raj. Like they've got stuff on the. They just did that Women's Evolution special. Like they're just going to you know air all the same stuff we've been seeing uh, on those specials. I think because it's already there. Okay, um, yeah. Ignore what I just said. <laughs> um. After that, though, okay, so let's talk about this whole segment with Bailey. This was very interesting. So Bailey in the ring with Mick Foley talking about Sasha's interference. Stephanie comes out. Charlie comes out with Dana Brooke. And we really get the setup here about what's going on. Um, I mean, weird how they're trying to do with Bailey and sort of accepting like, well, yeah, sure, I may have broken the rules, but still champion. And uh, Sasha getting involved in the mix. Dana, uh, Charlotte being outraged, Dana being silent, although she did point to the sign. So that's like a, how, you know, a mute person communicates. Um, what, what do you make of this? So now Sasha versus Bailey tonight, this, everyone was saying it on Twitter. I agree. It felt like a performance center exhibition match. There was no real passion. It seemed like in their moves, but the end result was that Sasha won and that it's now going to be a triple threat match as of right now at WrestleMania between Sasha and Bailey and Charlotte for the women's title. If if she beat Sasha, why would there why would there be a triple threat? I don't no, know. No, no, Sasha beat Bailey tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know if they cut Nia out of the picture or if she gets added uh, you know, in the next few weeks since we, we got time. Um it was interesting with Stephanie McMahon's promo hearing her say CM Punk's name. She got really loud CM Punk chants during her her promo. Yeah. She, to her credit, she knows how to shut that down. Let me guess, but, did she talk about how long he lasted in his MMA fight again? No, not this time. Oh. She just said, uh, he, she said like, you guys are losers and he's a loser or something like that. Mm. Um, but, uh, 
yeah, it was, uh, I, I just felt like they could not um, get the crowd into it. And, and because the crowd never got on their side, uh, the match never got going. It was just dead. And it went through two commercial breaks. It just felt like it was going forever. And when Sasha finally got the win, it just didn't get that reaction because it was such a dead match. Yeah. No, I mean, so from a storytelling point of view, Matt, I mean, are you excited to see that at Mania if it ends up being a triple threat? I mean, we had a triple threat last year, but with these three, I mean, does that... I would have. I would have if they didn't bastardize these three so much already. I mean, granted, we've not seen Sasha versus Bailey often, but still, we've seen forms of, you know, Charlotte versus Bailey, Charlotte versus Sasha so many times now. As far as the intricacies of a good match go, I'm, I'm going to be entertained by that. They're going to tear the freaking roof off. Yeah. I guarantee it. Um, I would like to see, um, I would have liked to have seen somehow an inter, like, I don't know, like getting some of the SmackDown girls in there if there was going to be a three-way. I don't know how you would do that, but I'm just saying. For yeah. freshness purposes and, and a better match, throwing Becky in there maybe, um, Mickey, I don't know. Or you could even bring in Emma. You know they 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 did they air they did air a uh, promo for her tonight. I'm convinced Emma's paying you money. <laughs> she gets more airtime on this show than she does Raw. Oh, for sure. That's not hard to do though. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, I would just like to see something new happen in the women's division on uh, Raw. I feel like it's the same problem the tag division has. If it's if it's consists of three or four faces, and that's what you see all the time. I mean, that's that's how it gets stale. You got to change it up and bring in some different people and rotate it, you know, with the feuds. Um, but that being said, I mean, Matt, tell, tell me if you've been in this predicament in the ring before. So when your character is friendly with another superstar and you have to wrestle them, I mean, it seems like they've done this with Sasha and Bailey so much since Bailey joined the main roster. You don't see this with the guys as much. I mean, does it change the the ring psychology from your point of view and how, how you can tell a story where you're going against a character that is either heel versus heel or face versus face and you're face versus face, especially. I don't think it matters. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't think there's matters one way or the other. Yeah. Um, I think it, but you, you, I have a very good friends that I have horrible chemistry with in the ring. Yeah. You know, so who, who knows? No, that makes sense. So we're going to talk about uh, Chris Jericho versus Samoa Joe in a second, but want to thank the first sponsor of this episode, which is WWE Slam Crate, powered by Loot Crate. We talked about it last night, and Matt, we've got to get your thoughts about this as soon as I'm done with the ads, about the controversy about fanny packs and hip bags, because I love that in the last Slam Crate came a WWE replica belt that is a thin fanny pack <laughs> hip bag. They're normally far too bulky. I love that this is slim profile. Uh, in addition to that, got a limited edition Seth Rollins shirt, uh, got a poster for The Undertaker, got a John Cena figure, got some limited edition cards. Slam Crate is awesome. If you like WWE merch, this is like a gift to yourself. It's a bi-monthly box curated by the people at Loot Crate filled with authentic and exclusive WWE merchandise. Each crate has over $60 in value. You could save $3 off your first box if you go to LootCrate.com slash Wrestling Inc. When you sign up and use the coupon code Wrestling Inc. That's LootCrate.com slash Wrestling Inc. Plans start at less than $30 per crate, over $60 worth of stuff in there. You give them your shirt size, you're going to get a limited edition shirt in each shipment, in addition to tons of other cool stuff. You've heard us talk about it before. Limited edition Sasha Banks sunglasses, Bailey Buddy stuffed little bears, uh, Mitch the Plant. Four or five, sometimes six or seven items come in each crate. It's a great value. LootCrate.com slash Wrestling Inc. Save $3 when you use the code Wrestling Inc. at checkout. 
Also want to thank DDPY, DDP Yoga, going into the Hall of Fame for 2017, not only for his work in the ring, but his awesome work outside the ring in changing lives, turning around people's hells and bodies with DDPY, DDP Yoga, guys like Chris Jericho, Gold Dust. Look at Mick Foley. You can see the results right there. Scott Hall, Jake the Snake, and you can get started right now. We've got a deal for you. You can get three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off or get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off. That comes with a bonus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Now, this app has cooking lessons, going to teach you how to make healthy food taste amazing. Got new workouts so you're never going to get bored and weekly motivational messages from Diamond Dallas Page himself. We also have a special deal where you can partner up with a friend or loved one, buy a max or combo pack at 25% off, get 50% off the second one. Look, guys, today's March 6th. The year is going to be over before you know it. What do you want to say you did for your health and for yourself this year? You got to get started with DDPY. Go to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Stop procrastinating. Get started now with DDP Yoga. We thank them for sponsoring the show. So, Mr. Matt Morgan, fanny packs, yay or nay? Nay, you look like a stupid Mark walking around with a big phony championship <laughs> belt around your legs. Well, I did give the dis- disclaimer last night that in the privacy of my own home, sure, I'll wear it over my shoulder. I'll hold it up when uh, I enter the room. But look, when I'm going to the gym, Matt, yeah, I'm self-respecting. Wearing. I'm wearing it inside out because, you know, I have some dignity. Not a lot of dignity, <laughs> but some dignity. And I know better than to wear it with the belt replica facing outward. But I'm just saying as a design choice in general, sometimes you want to work out. Sometimes you want to go to a concert. You don't want to take a backpack. You don't want to deal with cargo shorts loading down and stuff. Sometimes you need a pack attached to your hip that you can just keep your wares in. Just take a backpack. Backpack's too bulky, man. Yeah. Okay, Matt. So you're saying you're not a fanny pack guy. I want wrestling. If you see Mr. Matt Morgan in the gym rocking a fanny pack, you tweet or Instagram that stuff. Tweet at me in the reply there. I want some proof. If he breaks... uh, breaks his policy on this one but that's good to know you know me me and mick foley the only two pro fanny pack guys in the world um so let's talk about this main event tonight samoa joe versus chris jericho uh did you catch this at all matt um uh, unfortunately no i'm gonna watch it though it's very interesting spoilers uh samoa joe won choked out uh chris jericho with uh, the coquina clutch and then jericho got a code breaker on joe after I thought that was an interesting way to try and balance it. Balance it, Raj. What did you make of this match? I didn't see that part. Um, I thought it didn't. It didn't really do much for either guy, and uh, nope. it, it, it was just there. Uh, the match itself was nothing special. Um, it, it just felt like it, it felt like filler, which is not a good spot for Joe to be in right now. Um, but um, yeah, it, it didn't really do much. It, it just kind of kept them both where they were. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was interesting, I mean, given all the builds, that it could have been so much more. Man, a tag would have been so much better tonight with uh, Owen Zane and uh, Jericho and Samoa Joe. Um, let's touch upon this. Uh, we skipped over it, but Rick Rude is going in the Hall of Fame. I feel like this was so well known that. I thought it was already a thing. I thought he yeah. was already announced. I didn't know it wasn't announced until today. No, no, yeah, just announced. And so, uh, I mean, I don't know how many more names they got. I think this this is about, you know, maybe one more for the the main roster, I guess. But this is uh, this is about it. But man, Rick Rude, it's, it, it, he's one of those. Like, whenever I'm uh, typing his name in an article, I feel like writing WWE Hall of Famer Rick Rude, just because he feels like he's should already be in, or that he's already in. And I have to remind myself that he's not in there. So. 
Rick Rude's freaking awesome. He 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 managed to take cheap heel heat and use it in such an effective way uh, that guys aren't able to. And uh, he was just such an awesome, awesome, uh, awesome heel. Never a babyface. I don't think he's ever been a babyface in his career. Yeah. And uh... he was a ridiculous athlete, like of like biblical proportions. And if you ask any of the Golder guys, like his athleticism and legitimate like toughness in the locker room, like you didn't screw with Rick, with Rick Rude. Um, but like his athleticism is insane. It's, it's just off the chain. Like he was good at every sport. He was just like one of those guys. Yeah, you you do a search on Wrestling Inc. for Rick Rude, and you'll find articles about how uh, he straightened the Ultimate Warrior out backstage. Yeah, he's a lot bigger than he is. Uh, yep. Hogan didn't want to work with him because he called him the Tasmanian Devil and was kind of worried about uh, the way Rude handled the Warrior. Um, so legit badass. Um, so yeah, he's uh, well, de- you know, well deserved. There's no no arguments on this one. And the, one of the best physiques of all time. I, as a little kid, like I, I, that was one of the guys. Like I hated him for sure because he was a heel, but like his physique was one of those that you know you'd you'd be sitting there watching wrestling with on Saturday morning. Like Dad, I want to look like that when I grow up. You know that superhero look. Right. You know, not this crap today. When I see these kids coming to the ring with you put on a they throw on a pair of kick pads and wear a t shirt and call themselves a pro wrestler, but I'll digress. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's noting that Rick Rude was a baby face in the original ECW. That's right. I forgot about that. Um mm. but, but yeah, Rude, Rude, freaking awesome. So who do you think is gonna be the random celebrity this year that they induct? Oh uh, hmm. Is Trump already in? Yeah. Trump is in. Uh, so Orlando, uh, if Shaq does the match, they could always put Shaq in, even though he hasn't uh, really done much. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, Cindy Lauper really deserves it. She should be. Absolutely. Anybody from that older, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From the older, uh, younger, the 80s, I would say. Who else? There's a ton from the Rock and Wrestling Connection, isn't there? Is there more? Well, some of those just aren't aren't big big names like Rick Dillinger. He did Hulk Hogan's theme. He was a he's a musician. Billy Martin um, is what's his uh, Liberace. Liberace. I think I'm starting. I I forget if Liberace's in. I don't think he is. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Yeah, I think he is. Uh, I forget, but yeah. yeah, Lawrence Taylor headlined a WrestleMania. Oh, LT, yeah. yeah, he did a pretty decent job, all things considered. Looking back at it now, we're you know, yeah, yeah he had a for his own for only match ever. It was it was pretty good. He, he botched the finish, but other than that, yeah. it was a, it was a really good match. He has a lot of them. Holy crap! Yeah, so it'll be. I think Cindy Lauper would be great. I think uh, I'm su- that's surprised they didn't do that early on. I mean, because her and Mr. T in the '80s, they were like the first two to really get on board. Does anybody care though? Does anybody care about the celebrity wing or the WWE no. Hall of Fame? I couldn't care less. If I bought a ticket to that, I'm not going to that wing. Yeah. Actually, I have to say, we went to Access last year during Hall of Fame, and that was a hell of a lot of fun because they just had random people, uh, you know, some decent ones, and then some like, oh my God, they got Howard Finkelman signing. Um, but yeah, Access was pretty chill. I recommend that as counter programming to Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Couple, a couple of people are also mentioning Mayweather uh, probably will go in at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But to your point, Matt, and I don't think anyone really cares. Yeah. Um, so tonight's 
I don't, so the last segment of Raw tonight, uh, it looked like we were going to have Strowman versus Reigns, but then Strowman goes in the ring and out comes Undertaker. They did, a, they did a little swerve there because they, yeah. they started playing Roman's music and then switched to Undertaker. And the, the, I thought that was really cool, the way they yeah. did that. And then uh, Braun skedaddled, but Roman came and faced off against Undertaker to a course of booze, and uh, Taker chokeslammed him to the ground, setting up that match at WrestleMania, which... We all figured it was going to happen, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we figured because we knew. Yeah. Uh, but I think most people watching at home that don't follow on the internet wouldn't probably wouldn't have figured that. So, um, yeah, I think you guys, you guys said it was going to be Strowman versus Reigns for the world title. That was months ago. <laughs> that was yeah. That, that was, was before eight plans we, ago. To the fans I met last night after Impact, I was signing autographs for it. I was like, there's like there's a few of them that said, "Hey, I really like you on Wrestling Inc. Uh, podcast." And they're like, you keep those two straight. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> well, you tell those guys now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's well, awesome. people want to listen to this, guys. Yeah, no, we see the numbers. It's it's uh, it's pretty crazy. No, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I yeah, would so, love, uh, I'd love to hang out with a fan that doesn't read the internet. I would love to get that experience of just being watching Raw with someone that has no clue what's going to happen, even an inkling of where it could go. Well, that's the majority of the population. You know, exactly. Hang out with me. Hang out with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So Taker and Taker and Reigns. Uh, Braun gave a little nod of respect to Taker and walked off. So Taker and Reigns. It's 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 in motion. Who uh, who wins that? The Mania match. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it better not be Reigns. But then again, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a that's a you know that's a very interesting one. Now, now that you think about it, because is Taker in one of the moves where he's just trying to get him over and help him get you know get to that next level? Then you know I could see both sides of this. Yeah, that's you know? that's why I find this match really interesting because yeah. I think if it was like someone like AJ Styles, it, it would have been a good match, but it would have been such a given that Taker Undertaker would have gone over seventy thirty. Right, It'd be, as far as who would win. Yeah, right. this one is really feels fifty fifty. Yeah. And the fact that they had Reigns, because if Reigns lost to Strowman at Fastlane, then I would have said that yeah. he's definitely going over because he lost the last two pay-per-views. But yeah, it's it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think it's going to be Reigns. I think this is Taker's. I mean, it just, I don't know. Does Taker have another year in him still, even with his schedule? I don't think so. But every year it always seems like it's probably the last and and he comes back for the next. I mean, think about the amount of money he makes for, you know, for the few appearances that he has to do. Oh, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to turn it down. You just got to keep in shape. I mean, he's got to get hip surgery at some point, which is which will definitely end his career. So um, my guess is this would be the last one. But I thought that before. I thought it last year, too. Hmm. And you, you don't think they would break tradition and have him win in his retirement match? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, if they were going to do that for anyone, that would be. Uh... They did it for Trish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there, <laughs> there are occasions where they've done it, but yeah, it's, it's not the norm. Not, not for a mega box office. They usually have them go out on their back. I mean, Steve Austin went out, uh, you know, beaten. Yeah. Crazy man. Uh, so all in all, tonight after Fastlane. Last night, I mean, Raj, do you think this was a rebound? Yeah, I thought I thought it was a good show. We got uh, it, it. It's got a couple of WrestleMania matches that I'm really looking forward to. So I thought, uh, yeah, I thought it was a good rebound from last night. Cool. 
And Matt, uh, from what you caught of it, how do you think it compared to what you watched of Fastlane last night? I, the Raw versus Fastlane? I don't know. I, I thought I liked Fastlane, except I don't like over winning. But um, I, I can't answer that, honestly, because I, I missed a couple of key things tonight. You lost. You like Fastlane. So the internet was up in a fury over Fastlane last night. Kevin Owens lost the title. And that, yeah, I think well, it was that, and it was so quick. Middle, like the hour in the middle where nothing happened, and like we've got Rusev versus Big Show and Jinder Mahal. You had a Jinder Mahal Iron Man match, is what it felt like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a lot of stuff in the middle. Um, but yeah, kind of crazy. Um, so I mean, how do you, how do you guys feel going into Mania? I mean, so Matt, so we've talked about these matches tonight. I mean, do you feel excited about where WrestleMania stands as of right now and what we're going to see in the build up to that? Really quick, throw them all, throw out the top ones again for me. Okay, so we got Lesnar versus Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Okay, KO versus Jericho. Jericho. Yep. Sasha, Bailey, and Charlotte. Three way. Yep. Yeah, the three way tag from the Raw guys that we're going to see: uh, Cesaro, Sheamus, Roman versus Taker, right? Roman versus Taker. Uh, don't know what's going to happen with Strowman yet. Uh, tonight we didn't talk or, about this, Orton, the Rollins. Do we know oh, Orton, Orton versus, versus Orton versus Wyatt? Yeah, uh, Cena, Cena, like and Nikki versus the the yeah. Miz and Maurice. AJ, do we know? AJ's Shane McMahon, most likely. Um, oh man. And Shaq and Big Show, Shaq said on his podcast today, they're back in talks. So it, I think him and Big Show might be a thing. I, I, I mean, we're going to watch it, obviously. Um, you never miss a mania. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I, Jericho versus KO, I'm excited to see, I guess. Would have been more excited if the title was on the line. You know, if they had the title belt in it. Um, Brock versus Goldberg can go and be another 10-second match for all we know. <laughs> Um, the buildup to it, the entrances, the crowd's excitement for that match will be dope as always. But it could go a minute again, you know. Yeah. Take it versus Roman. I hate to say it, but like any match with Roman, you know, this may be the the more 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 exciting match on the show. What do you make it tonight? So I don't know if you caught the little vignette. I'm sorry. Who, what was that? What else is exciting on that? As far as watching a match goes on that show. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, the only one I'd throw in there is. Uh, not necessarily from an atmosphere standpoint, but I think Aries and Neville would be really cool. Oh, they're going to be on Mania? Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Oh, great. That's a, yeah, I'd watch that. I like that over everything I just said. Yeah. And then AJ and Shane, I know it sounds bad, but AJ, I think, can make it work. Shane's probably going to do some stupid bump, you know, uh, some mm-hmm. stunt. So you got the stunt, AJ, can who can have a great match with the broom. Uh, so we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I... I'd rather see something else, but uh, it, it, it could be worse, I guess. I don't know if you saw Matt, but they had the segment with Rollins tonight. And it, I mean, what do you make? I loved it. I love that. I did yeah. see it. I like that. That was what we were talking about, hitting more on with his baby face stuff, is like playing off that was a WWE 24-7 thing that they showed on him. This, this, they tapped into that a little bit with this. I liked it. Yeah, yeah it, it came across as real as opposed yeah. to... Rollins' promo a couple weeks ago, or last week. But yeah, so, so this was week one, uh, the the road to WrestleMania, I guess. Um, uh, so yeah, the big matches are all are, are all in motion, kind of what we expected the the card to be. That match I'm looking forward to, Hunter versus uh, Seth. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't. How do we forget? That, about I'm that. definitely looking forward to that. Um, do we know what Joe's doing yet? No. It'll probably be incorporated in there somehow. 
Yeah, that's what and I'm thinking. He beats, up Zane. he beats up Zane for the 55th time. Yeah, I, they're like, like again, they're reluctant to announce a match between Triple H and Rollins. So I don't know if uh, yeah. they might lead to just a segment or uh, just a brawl or something. Okay. Yeah. And Finn Balor, uh, he's coming back next weekend. Uh, he's booked for a house show. So you would think he's doing something there. Well, um, Finn have- versus AJ would be awesome. Oh, oh, God, yeah, man. If you had Finn go to SmackDown, that would just because you look at where they are in Raw right now with Lesnar likely, most likely winning the world title, um, and then you got Braun Strowman, Roman. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of big guys. I don't know if Finn really fits in that that you know uh, picture right now. And if you moved into SmackDown, where you know Cena's leaving. Uh, after mania so they they really need some uh fresh blood at the top and that would just really mix things up over there i could see them thinking that he's too similar to aj and vice versa um it, they're not they sh- it shouldn't matter like I, I i don't think that's necessarily true but i could see them thinking that yeah like once the bell rings they're, they're getting the similar style of work right yeah I, I mean yeah i i don't expect them to do that but i think it would be great but i i totally agree i i can see it just from a storyline standpoint i don't know if it fits anyway but i would love to see just them say screw it and just say hey this because this is gonna be one badass match aj styles versus you know finn balor right. <laughs> yeah uh, that'd be awesome yeah well man i uh, did we have anything else to talk about should we uh, we'll maybe should get we? a couple of these questions um just real quick. Can we talk about how Matt Morgan was in Flex Magazine uh, this oh, week on yes. newsstands, the March issue? So this Congrats. question here, can you ask Matt Morgan about being in Flex Magazine, which is on newsstands? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's out now? Yeah, it came out uh, Friday, I think. Nice. it's awesome. Um, and, and is it an interview, just, just like a spread? No, yeah, it's an interview just about transitioning. At the time I did the interview, I was not. You know, I was retired from wrestling, not coming back kind of a thing. And uh, so it was ironic. It finally came out, you know, like a day before I went back to the ring. Um, but uh, it was about my transition out of wrestling and changing my physique up to go do men's physique competitions. Yeah. And getting all lean and stuff, you know, and how I did it. And how was it wrestling with this body type? I know you were concerned. that. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit harder um, as far as your, your muscles are wanting a lot for me they're 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 wind they're winded up a lot tighter if you will so i had to really stretch out and and not because i'm carrying more muscle i got like i'm definitely carrying more muscle i'm definitely carrying a lot less weight um so it's it's new you know so we'll we'll, we'll see you know do you see yourself changing no no i work too hard to change my physique up um and yeah no no way someone's asking if you'd return to wrestling pay attention (laughs) (laughs) um Let's see. It's Roman Reigns turning heel. I think we all think that's the right idea um, yeah. for this feud with Undertaker. Um, and someone's asking supplements that you, you the you you have a supplement line that you you usually yeah. use, right? Yeah, I'm sponsored by Five Percent Nutrition. Yeah. yeah. Um, if they're asking like which ones are the, like the ones I use, uh, it's a drink called a powder called All Day You May. You can drink it all day long. It's BCAAs, which is branched chain amino acids. Help repair your muscles a lot faster. Uh, they have a product called Creatine. It's got ten different blends of creatine in it. Damn! Um, it's got it's got so many good pre-workout drinks, guys. That like I'm not just blowing smoke here. Like it, it 
oh, I drink, I, I put it, I drink it even in the mornings when I wake up, like today, like I, I, I felt like I hit by a bus. I, I, I use the pre-workout mixes to wake up and like that. Um, it's the strongest stuff on the market because it's made by this guy, Rich Piana. He's like the world's most famous bodybuilding personality. He's got these humongous like 26 inch arms and he's like a billionaire, right? So he's put all this money back into his supplement line because he can afford to do so where he's giving way more because if if like if you treat, if you check out other supplements guys you're getting ripped off you're getting like 50% of what they tell you you're getting generally you'd be surprised and this dude puts like 100% of like the, the ingredients that he says he's putting in them and uh, so again check it out 5percentnutrition.com and there's a whole host of stuff there you guys can check me out on Twitter or Instagram and I'll tell you exactly what you should be taking for what you're looking to do if you're looking to get bigger let me know and I'll tell you which way to go if you're looking to get lean and cut and shredded I'll tell you which way to go there as well awesome alright <clears throat> well great well yes. I think that, that about covers it Matt uh, you'll be back next week right Monday yeah next Monday yeah and, awesome uh, We'll be back on Wednesday, myself and Glenn, with Wade Keller of The Torch uh, for our Wednesday at noon podcast, noon Eastern, uh, to go over SmackDown. And, and that WrestleMania main event will be official, uh, supposedly, after Tuesday night as well. Cool, man. Tell Wade, tell Wade he's had big shoes to fill by uh, <laughs> filling my shoes here. <laughs> will do. Cool, Thank man. Well, great to see you, Matt. Congrats on the return this weekend. I know everyone is so stoked to have you back in the ring. Thank you very much. We'll see how long we keep it going. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Cool. Thank so you. follow Matt on Twitter. Follow him on Instagram. You can find the links to all of our Twitters, all our social media in the show notes on WrestlingInc.com. Leave us a review. Subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. And until next time, everyone, I'm just waiting for Matt to do the guns. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.